And Peter said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Peter said, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my heavenly Father. And so I say to you, you are Peter. And upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of the netherworld will not prevail against it. And to you I will give the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound also in heaven. Every Catholic Christian should try to memorize this verse of Scripture. A little homework for later on this week. Because this is a key revelation for our faith. It's not surprising that because the Father sent His Son, Jesus Christ, as Lord and Savior of this world and to usher in the kingdom of God, it's not surprising that Peter's proclamation of this truth should become the rock-solid foundation upon which the church is built. And here's where we can understand a little more this binding or this uh, binding and loosing. The binding and loosening. One way to understand it is as Peter and the apostles and all the Christians after them bound themselves to Christ and what God was revealing through Christ. This is the source of the greatest freedom. For this is what loosens the hold and the grip of Satan, of evil, of darkness, of error, and death, and all the bad things. It's what loosens the grip of these things upon our life. This is why the role of Peter and the Apostles is to proclaim and to safeguard this truth. Jesus is Lord and Messiah, eternal Son and Savior of the world. And the more that we together bind ourselves to Christ and this truth, we are set free and loosened from the things that I mentioned. Now we know why Jesus did not leave this truth up for grabs. He didn't just leave it to chance. He, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, appointed 
and gave the gift of the Spirit of an authority in the church that would always proclaim this and defend it through all generations. Without a divinely appointed, anointed authority, the church would be like a house on the shifting sands of human opinion, which always change with the times. But the truth that Peter professed transcends time and yet is for all time the saving truth. The church, without this divinely appointed, anointed authority, would be like a ship without a rudder in a stormy sea tossed about by all the conflicting notions about God, about Jesus, about the church, about salvation, and many other things. And the gospel is a good example. Jesus said, who do the people say that I am? Listen to all the opinions. Some say you're John the Baptist. Others think you're Elijah. Others think you're Jeremiah or one of the prophets. What's your opinion? Opinions, opinions, opinions. Don't save us. This reminds me of a beautiful quote from that wonderful 20th century theologian and beloved writer, C.S. Lewis. He was addressing an opinion in his time that widely circulated, and it circulates even today. Here's what he says. I am trying to prevent anyone saying something really foolish, the things that people often say about Jesus today. Here's what he says. It goes like this. I'm ready to accept Jesus as a great moral teacher, but I don't accept his claim that he's God. This is one thing that we must not say. A man who was merely a man and said the sort of things Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He would either be a lunatic or he would be the devil. You must make your choice. Either Christ was and is the Son of God or else a madman or something worse. You can shut Jesus up for a fool. You can spit at Jesus and kill him as a demon. Or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God. But let us not come with any nonsense about his being nothing more than a great human teacher. He has not left that choice open to us. And so it seems to me obvious that he was neither a lunatic nor a fiend. And consequently, 
however strange or terrifying or unlikely it may seem, I have come to accept the view that Jesus was and is God. What do you believe? What do I believe? Because everything hinges on this faith of St. Peter, which means that you and I always have a solid rock foundation to return to with our faith that is not an opinion, but a truth revealed by God himself. And because God reveals it, it is true. Because God can neither deceive nor be deceived. And I love how Peter, Jesus uses this rock imagery to announce his new identity and mission. And then Peter, in his first letter in the scriptures, uses a similar imagery to describe us. Here's what he says. Come to Christ, a living stone, rejected by human beings, but chosen and precious in the sight of God. Be yourselves like living stones built into a spiritual house. As we accept and live this faith of Peter, Jesus, who is the cornerstone, Peter, who is the first foundation stone on Christ, we are built like living stones into the church. This is why they're living stones. And then he says, for scripture says in Isaiah, behold, I'm laying a stone in Zion, a cornerstone, and whoever believes in it shall not be put to shame. Its value is for you who have faith. What faith? The faith of Peter. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. My friends, we don't know what is ahead this week for us, but let's say we come to a moment where we become angry, anxious, or frustrated by the things that we see in our life, in our community, or in the world. What are we going to do? What does God want us to do at those moments? To come back to our faith. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God, and therefore I believe you are Lord of this world and that you have come to redeem it and you will save it, not us. What if you and I become discouraged this week with our struggles with sin, which often happens? What are we going to do? Come back to our faith. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. I believe in your mercy that you died for my sins. Your sins are forgiven. Amen. Alleluia.
You see, the reason why Jesus said to Peter, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you is because faith is not something we think ourselves into. It doesn't depend on our understanding, and nor does it depend on a feeling. It is a power given to us by the Holy Spirit and an act that we can make at every single moment. Whether we understand or feel doesn't matter. It's an act of faith by the Spirit of God. I believe because this is what God revealed. What if you and I become afraid this week of proclaiming this faith or when it's persecuted among our friends and community? What are you going to do? Return to the rock solid foundation of faith. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And then we'll have the courage, like Peter and Paul, to even give our lives if necessary. This is our faith. This is the faith of the church. And we are proud to profess it through Christ our Lord. Amen.